this thing on? Because it's getting ready to be on. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Bell Ringer. My name is Greg. Your guest name today is Ryan Francis, the Chief of Staff at Kikwil, a software as a service company that was based in Thailand and expanded to Buffalo after a long data-driven search that included eight other metro areas. We talk about that process, their visits to Buffalo, their collaborations with our team at Invest Buffalo Niagara, and what's on the horizon for them next. Thanks so much for listening. So for those that don't know, what is Kiklo? Uh, so Kiklo is a content-driven uh, B2B e-commerce company that specifically focuses in the industrial distribution space. And how many, how many employees do you have? Uh, today, we're sitting around 40 employees uh, globally. Okay. And um, you were, were based in Thailand and... and now moved to Buffalo. When did you guys make the move? Uh, so we officially opened up our Buffalo office uh, July of this past year. Um, and then before relocating back to Buffalo, I had been based out of Thailand for four years. Right. So when you were searching, I guess first, like what, um, you know, what forced this search to even look for a new location? What, why did you guys feel like, you know, you needed to make a change and then after that, we'll get into why the change in Buffalo, but just generally why even begin the process. Sure. Um, so when we first started the company, we were really focusing our time and our efforts in the Asia Pacific region. Um, so we had set up, uh, obviously, our R&D offices out of Bangkok, Thailand. We had opened up uh, remote teams throughout Vietnam, Malaysia, Indonesia, and Singapore. Um, and at the time we were actually, myself and the CEO were spending a lot of time in uh, Turkey and Poland to look at Eastern Europe. And we had come across an article from someone out in Iowa um, talking about the need for such a solution that we were doing uh, here in the US. Um, so we, we thought that we were too late. We thought that the US market was gonna be way more mature um, and so uh, it wasn't really on our radar per se, uh, but when we started to look more and more into it, uh, we discovered that the U.S. still needed a solution that we provided, um, was still the best opportunity for us to grow as a company. Uh, and that's really when we decided like, okay, we needed to at least expand our footprint and start our operations and a, and a team here in the U.S. Right. And when you started searching for the U.S. location, um, as I understand it, you narrowed in on, at first, a list of, of nine metros being Brooklyn, mm-hmm. Atlanta, Austin, Charlotte, Denver, Nashville, Raleigh, Tampa, and then Buffalo. Um, you've previously described yourself as a, a very data-driven company. Mm-hmm. What type of criteria and, and data were you looking at to differentiate those nine from each other? Yeah, I mean, we pulled a lot of data points from a lot of different companies. We did some of those data points on our own. We looked at everything from, you know, hey, what is the, what are the average cost of salaries for an employee that we're going to be looking at hiring? What were the taxes like in terms of the cost of the company? What would the commute be like for our employees? We sort of looked at what would sort of be the 
the ideal locations that people might be located in in those uh, metropolitan areas and what would uh, where would we potentially want to open up an office in those areas and what would the commute times be like because we wanted to make sure that people had a good quality of life. Uh, we looked at what was the average cost per square foot for the rental of an office. Uh, we looked at things like, you know, what's the migration patterns of millennials to those cities? Um, was the net migration rate overall? Um, crime indexes, you know, pre-K to 12 education rankings, um, you know, uh, secondary and post-grad education rankings. So we pulled, I think about over 60 different data points across those nine cities. Everything from quality of life to education to cost um, to really, you know, try to make the, the most educated um, decision that we possibly could. But then we also really wanted to look at and see where would our potential customer base be located and how easy would it be for us as a company to access those people. And then in looking at those, you know, 60 plus data points, you know, what stood out to you about Buffalo and kind of, you know, obviously not a, a complete ranking on all 60, yeah. but you know, how did, how did the competition for lack of a better word bear out? Yeah. I mean, I think that Buffalo definitely does not have the big name charm or pull that some of these other cities have like Austin and Denver and Nashville. But um, one thing that really stood out to us is how accessible um, a lot of the country is from Buffalo. Um, you know, Buffalo doesn't have a big airport, but it has a very well-rated airport. Um, and then from a drivability standpoint, we sort of took a, a five-hour radius around and we we're able to hit a lot of different areas that we're gonna be going after from a drivability aspect that you didn't get from a Denver, you didn't get from an Austin standpoint. Um, even Nashville sort of came up short in a lot of different ways. Um, and then really the other biggest thing that stood out for us was just the cost. Um, not only the cost to us as a company, but the cost to an employer. Um, you know, you look at Buffalo still has a very dynamic and booming housing market, but houses aren't gonna cost you $400,000, you know, or if you do buy a $400,000 house in Buffalo, you're getting a heck of a house. Um, so those were like the biggest things that really jumped out to us. And, um, you know, finally, the last thing was that eliminated a couple of those cities is you look at a place like Denver, you look at a place like Austin, it's very transient. Um, you have a lot of them, you have a lot of people who move there for a very short period of time. They get in with a big company, they stay there for a couple of years and they end up moving because um, there isn't that great sense of city and great sense of community that you get in some of other places, which obviously Buffalo is very well known for. Right. And you're originally from Western New York, right? Yep. Yeah. But I, I think the important part to note is that obviously you weren't the sole decision maker. You know, you were... Um, on a team with other executives from from your organization, from your company. So what were those conversations like? And, you know, somebody that yeah, I mean, from they, Western they, New York uh, might have a little, um, you know, some some stake in the game. So how, how are those conversations with your colleagues that, as I understand it, live across the globe and, you know, really have no yeah. relationship to Buffalo? Those, uh, the conversations were pretty funny because when I, when I even brought up Buffalo to begin with, they were just like, where like I, they didn't even know where the city was they had no idea what the city would be like and the and the only thing that they heard from other people is oh yeah it's it's freezing cold and the weather is horrible um which obviously we know like we get that a little bit but it's definitely not the case year round um 
so really the first thing that we did is we sort of narrowed down via data where we thought the bus would be from a business standpoint sense but then we also wanted to sort of have a personal aspect of it so we decided to take tours of a lot of the different cities and sort of live like a local for a period of time um, and so we were able to come to Buffalo we were able to meet with folks from us Buffalo Niagara we were able to go out to things like we went to Bill's home openers and we went to you know art galleries and restaurants and we we're able to talk to not only locals from those cities but also people who maybe weren't from those cities originally who ended up relocating there and sort of try to get a better understanding in terms of what their experience was like um and you know as we move forward i mean i can tell you that slowly but surely a lot of our executive team have really sort of fallen in love with buffalo for many reasons that people do fall in love with buffalo which is you know great people it's easy to get around it's you know there's a great quality of life and the cost of living is you know very reasonable so while it was a bit of a shocking conversation uh to start with really once they were able to start to come to the city and really experience it for themselves those conversations got a lot easier i wanted to talk about that visit when you know you went to a bills game albright knox um dinner so just for for those that aren't you know like intimately aware of the process where are a few of your colleagues from because you know this perception wasn't just like they're from new york city and they know about buffalo it's my understanding that they're kind of scattered across the globe right yeah we have um obviously we have staff members who were coming over from thailand who had been living in places like singapore and bangkok for many years but were actually you know born and raised in uh, Brussels. We had people who were from Paris, um, you know, and people who were from Paris but had been living in out of Chicago or New York City for a period of time. So they were used to the very big names, bright, you know, city sort of lifestyle. Um, so yeah, it was a very diverse group who've had the pleasure and experience of living in some of the most dynamic cities across the world. Right. And being a being a tech and a software company, and you mentioned it a little bit in that list of of data points. I know talent was important to you and your ability to attract, hire, and retain, as you said, compared to some other cities that that might be more transient. So, you know, what about Buffalo convinced you that the tech talent pool would be a strength and something that you could leverage and and continue to, you know, hire as you grow. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, it really starts I th more so at the Buffalo Billion, right? You've, you've always had some larger companies in Buffalo. You have uh, companies like Ingram Micro, you know, Fortune 100 company, you have some Fortune 500 companies here. But really, I think the, the page on the book started to change a lot once the Buffalo Billion came in, where you've had other companies that have had success at attracting and retaining talent. You have companies like M&T, which has had a massive you know, resurgence for its technology and innovation centers coming into Buffalo. Um, so we looked at Buffalo and we said, you know, there is enough skilled talent. You have great programs with the University of Buffalo. You have very, very strong universities here. And we looked at also, you know, where are the millennials attracted to? Um, and Buffalo has a fantastic draw for the millennial pop population right now with its great quality of life and its low cost of living. So Buffalo has an edge up on a lot of those other cities. 
there was a lot of other talent already sort of being drawn in previously before we showed up um, that we thought that there was enough of momentum there that we would be able to sort of capitalize on that. And again, you're a data-driven company, and I think people can tell from this conversation that that obviously led the search um, mm -hmm. and is you know part of the reason why Buffalo won out. But um, I think in, in conversations we've had and stories I've read, part of the argument for Buffalo from your side is, and I think you'd probably know this more intimately than others at your organization because you're from here, is yeah. the ways in which the character of our community match that of your company and the, the customers that you're trying to attract. So tell people a little bit about that marriage. Sure, absolutely. I mean, we're in, we're in the industrial sector. Um, so we primarily deal with industrial companies all across the world, um, but they tend to be very, you know, they work with their hands, they're blue collar, you know, that style people. And those people are everywhere from San Francisco to, you know, middle of nowhere, Louisiana. Um, so it's a very diverse population size, but they all tend to have a very down to earth attitude about them. They don't like, you know, fancy talk. You know, I show up to, uh, you know, to a $250 million company and I'm walking in wearing blue jeans and, and a polo shirt. I'm not coming in a, in a suit coat and a shirt and tie with fancy dress shoes. Um, so the sort of Buffalo attitude of being a very nice place, but not carrying that fanciness that people sort of have when they say like, oh yeah, you know, I'm from New York City or I'm from Los Angeles, really resonates with our customer base because they're, they are mom and pop shop companies that built their companies from the ground up. They did it the old fashioned way. Uh, they believe, you know, working hard and, and they've had the tough go too. So they can sort of resonate with Buffalo. And I can tell you, we talked to those people when we were looking at our offices and we asked them like, hey, how would you feel if I told you that I was a software salesperson or I was a software company coming in from New York City or Boston or somewhere else? And they said, we probably wouldn't buy from you because we would just think that you did not know what it would be like for us because those cities are so different from you know, the most of America. Everyone knows like New York City doesn't represent America. Um, you know, LA doesn't represent the most of us in America. So they really felt like Buffalo was a really good representation of sort of your true America experience. Yeah, it's, it's nice to uh, have an example of Buffalo's reputation actually, you know, being a good thing as opposed to snow and chicken wings. And even, you know, part of the story you were sharing at the top when you're convincing people to even come for a visit yeah. and stick it on the list of nine. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so you, you started here in July. How has the progress been since and for yourself as, you know, grew up or from here, grew up here and now able to move back with this new opportunity? How has the whole transition gone? Um, and I guess, especially during times of COVID. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like COVID uh, threw us all for a curveball, that's for sure. But no, the experience has been going really well. Um, I obviously had a chance to move back ahead of the company. Um, but we've been able to sort of get our offices set up. And, you know, I think every company has had a chance over the last year to sort of tackle a lot of things that were on their to-do list. Um, and for sure, when you're a software startup or any form of a startup, that list can grow very quickly. Uh, so we're able to tackle a lot of the critical things that we've always sort of wanted to do, but never really had a chance to, to get to it. 
while still you know growing the company in terms of our customers and growing our company in terms of the amount of people that we hired. So hiring was a big push for us this past uh, year. We were able to almost you know completely double the size of the company. We'll continue to hire throughout 2021. Um, but really our big focus was we're a unique company. Uh, we're a software company that deals inside of electromechanical engineering. Um, and you sort of need to know electromechanical uh, talk in order to speak to your customer base. So uh, even though you might have been, been able to have you know, a background in 10 years of software sales, uh, if you aren't able to sort of speak engineering languages, um, it could be a tough ride for you. So we we're able to do a lot of that work this past year that we probably would not have had a chance to do as well um, if COVID wasn't existing. Um, the experience for me has been fantastic. You know, Buffalo, from the time that I left to the time that I came back, Buffalo went through a tremendous amount of change. There's a ton more sort of buzz and bravado around the city. Um, I think that, you know, obviously the bills have even sort of put the city even more into a national spotlight now. Um, so yeah, um, while I've had a, had a chance in my life to live in a lot of different places, both, uh, you know, nationally and internationally, um, I still am a very proud Buffalonian and couldn't even be more proud after coming back and seeing uh, all the good things that the city has going on for it. And where are you guys? Are you guys are in the UB Gateway building? Uh, yes, we are. Yep. And I know, um, I think a couple months ago, you closed on an exciting seed round of, of funding. And as I told you before we hit record, you're our first guest of yeah. 2021, which is exciting to, to be back. So what should we look out from, uh, what should we look out for from Keekflow through 2021? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll sort of give you the same pitch that I give to, to the people that I talk to who uh, want to join us is the fact that I, ever since I joined Keekflow, I've always been excited. Um, I think that, you know, we're on to something truly amazing. I think that we're building a great product. We have great, happy customers. We have, you know, big global, you know, partners behind us. Um, but I've truly never been more excited for the company um, today than I have in the past. Um, I think that we're in a terrific position. I think that we've seen a lot of proven success over the past years. But I think now that we've had this sort of chance to catch up and really position ourselves in the spot that we want to be in, um, I expect for our biggest year ever. Um, and I look forward to tackling it. There's always challenges. Um, there's always, you know, new things that will come up. But I think that we've never been in a better position to, to take those on full speed uh, and really deliver, you know, the world-class product that we think that we have at, at the highest potential um, pace. And also, you know, continuously look out for more great talent in Buffalo and continue to, to, to build up our Buffalo office and our uh, other staff members across the world. Great. Well, we're excited for what's to come from Kiklo and excited to have you here in Buffalo. Before I let you go, we always end on a couple hard-hitting blizzard round questions. I will start right. with, if you were a flavor of ice cream, what would you be? Uh, mint chocolate chip. Book or TV show that you'd recommend? Uh, Delivering Happiness by the late Tony Shea from Zappos. Zappos with a remote office here in Buffalo. Text or phone call? Text. Bills or Sabres? Bills. Playoff game. We're recording this the day before the first home playoff game in a long time. So I'll, I'll be there. So I mean, 
Oh, yeah. you'll be there. Wow. I'll be there. It's yeah. exciting. Uh, hiking or skiing? Hiking. And last question, most important, chicken wings, drumstick or flat? Drumstick. Great choice. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Greg. Appreciate it. Bell Ringer is a podcast by Invest Buffalo Niagara, the region's privately funded nonprofit marketing and economic development organization. Please rate this podcast, follow our social media channels, and read our blog at buffaloniagara.org for the best of Buffalo Niagara. Come grow your business with us.